Good morning, MoCo family. How's everybody doing today? Good. All right. It is good to see uh, all of you and to be with you this morning. My name is Drew, and I serve as one of the pastors here at this location. And I want to give a special shout out. I know we've already shout out our kids a bunch of times, but we can embarrass you all a little bit more. We have our friends from Access and The Rock and Kids Quest uh, joining us today for family worship. It's really good to have you guys. And uh, on your way in, you receive some sheets uh, right before you came into the door uh, for drawing and note-taking. And so I want to invite you to go ahead and take those sheets out. And I want to encourage parents in the room, whenever we have Family Worship Sundays, I want to encourage you guys, and we probably should have said this at the beginning, to hold on to those sheets until the sermon time and invite your kids to stand and sing with you and praise the Lord and, and spend time in prayer. And then, hold, and then we can work on those sheets uh, during the sermon. But we've been in a series uh, these past few weeks entitled what? A Psalm for Everything. All right, there we go. A Psalm for Everything. And we've had the privilege of studying different types of psalms, like psalms of wisdom and psalms of praise and even psalms of lament. And this morning, we're going to dive into a psalm of confidence. Can somebody say confidence? And which is a psalm that describes the author's trust and faith in God. And so I want to invite you to open up your Bibles to Psalm chapter 23. And while you're turning there, here's a little bit of context about uh, Psalm 23. So the 23rd Psalm in Scripture is one of the most famous psalms in the Bible. All right, for centuries now, Psalm 23 has been recited on countless occasions, comforting millions of people in our world uh, through different circumstances. And the psalm is written by King David as he reflects on the Lord as his shepherd who cared for and protected and strengthened and provided for him during all seasons of his life. And we can't pinpoint when exactly uh, David wrote uh, this psalm. However, one theory is since David was a shepherd himself, he records it while watching over and caring for his own sheep. So kids, we got an image here. Well, we got an image for everybody of what a young King David would have looked like as he's uh, caring for his sheep. And so you see, David as a shepherd knew what it meant to take care of sheep. He understood the parallel between the work of a shepherd caring for their sheep and God as the good shepherd who cares for his people. And so you see, this analogy was extremely helpful during David's time because the role of a shepherd was held to a high regard uh, during those, those days. Since a shepherd was important uh, to nomads and the agricultural life of the ancient uh, Near East, um, this, this analogy was extremely helpful for the people of that time. Even kings during this time would compare their leadership skills to those of a shepherd. So you see, shepherding was not an easy task. So kids, let me just see you wave, move one little finger like that, saying not an easy task. All right, shepherding was not an easy task. It was actually a role that required a mastery of skills specific to leadership and self-sacrifice as one cared for needy sheep. So the people of David's time understood this analogy because sheep are utterly dependent upon their shepherd for food, water, <clears throat> guidance, and protection from danger. You see, without a good shepherd, people, uh, sheep would tend to wander and miss out on having their most essential needs met. Therefore, as we look at Psalm 23, David describes the Lord as his shepherd as he recalls the physical and spiritual blessings he had received from God. Like David himself experiences great care 
from God, just as a sheep would receive from a shepherd. And as we study this psalm, it's important to note that God is the shepherd and those who follow him are his sheep. Like those who have chosen to follow Jesus as their Lord and Savior become a member of his flock and have the right to call the Lord their shepherd. And brothers and sisters, whether the season of life that you are currently in has been a difficult valley for you or a period of success, we must remember the truth of God's word that we'll see in God's word today that throughout all times of our lives, the Lord remains our good shepherd. So in seasons of joy and even in seasons of difficulty, we need to be reminded of the blessings we experience and receive from the Lord. Like we, be, we need to be reminded of the mighty God that we can always trust in. And despite the trials of life, the Lord was our shepherd in the past, he remains our shepherd in the present, and he will be our shepherd in our future. So the bottom line for today's message is this, Jesus is the good shepherd who meets all your needs. All right, Jesus is the good shepherd who meets all your needs. So in the highs and lows of life, he is the one we can turn to. And he is the one we can trust in for never-ending guidance and care. And this is what we're going to see as we study together in Psalm 23. So I'm going to go ahead and read uh, this text. We're going to read it together, and then we'll walk, by, walk through it verse by verse. And parents with young kids, uh, don't worry, it's only six verses today, all right? All right, so we're going to make it through these six verses, but if, if at any point you need a time to step out with your child or you need to uh, step into the lobby or even the nursery doors are open if you need to go change a diaper or soothe a, uh, a crying baby. So, uh, so let's go ahead and let's read this text together, <clears throat> and then we'll come back to it verse by verse. So it says this, Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I have what I need. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He renews my life. He leads me along the right paths for his namesake. Even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. So let's go back to verse one. All right, verse one says, the Lord is my shepherd, I have what I need. So David here is declaring a very personal statement. He says the Lord is my shepherd. Rather than declaring that the Lord is the shepherd of Israel, the shepherd of the world, the shepherd perhaps at this time of his family, or the shepherd of his kingdom at some point, David explicitly declares that the Lord is his shepherd. And how could he declare this statement with such confidence? Like he knew that God was his shepherd because he had chosen to follow God and had experienced the faithfulness of God throughout his life. And the truth that we can pull from this verse is for those of us who choose to trust in and follow God as Lord, they can proclaim with confidence that the Lord is their shepherd. And this is true to us today ultimately because Jesus is the good shepherd who fulfills the Old Testament prophecies and declared himself to be the good shepherd in John chapter 10. Therefore, for those of us who follow Christ, we can say with confidence that the Lord is my shepherd, just as David did. In fact, as we look at these next five verses, 
we'll see five different ways. Let me see you guys hold up five fingers. Five different ways that the Lord fulfills his role as our good shepherd. Uh, So if you're taking notes, feel free to write down these five points as we walk through these next five verses. And here's point number one. The good shepherd meets your spiritual needs. All right, number one, the good shepherd meets your spiritual needs. So verse two says, he lets me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside quiet waters. So in the first half of verse two, we see a spiritual nourishment that the Lord provides. All right, just as a shepherd leads his sheep to grass for eating, God leads us to the food we need for spiritual nourishment, which is his word. And then this is the second half of this verse uh, that talks about and that leads into the first phrase of verse three, he renews my life. We see a spiritual restoration that David is experiencing. Like just as a shepherd leads his sheep to calm waters for rest and refreshing, so the Lord uh, gives rest to and refreshes our souls. So God as our shepherd is able to meet both our physical and our spiritual Uh, needs. And why is this spiritual renewal so important? Because just as it's necessary for us to renew our bodies through rest so our bodies can function properly, we need a spiritual renewal provided by the Lord in order for us to live a life of holiness and grow more into the image of Jesus. And this is absolutely necessary for all of us because the Bible says that all of us have sinned before God. Like because of man's original sin, Um, The consequences of that sin has led to a broken relationship with God that cannot be restored by man's own merit. And that broken relationship includes eternal death and separation from God. But God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to be the sacrifice for our sins, dying on a cross and resurrecting from the grave three days later so that we um, would have the opportunity to enter into a renewed and restored relationship with God for all of eternity if we put our faith and trust in Jesus. And in Christ, the good shepherd provides the forgiveness and eternal peace that we need as those who follow him. So I have to pause this morning and ask this very important question for those of you in this room. Have you received the forgiveness of your sins and eternal peace that is offered to you in Christ? And if you haven't, I urge you this morning to place your faith in the grace and mercy of Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today. He alone has the power to restore you spiritually and declare you righteous before God and gift you eternal life. As the good shepherd, he delights in seeking and saving spiritually lost sheep. And all it takes for you is to draw near to him and surrender to him and trust him as your Lord and Savior. And for those of you who are following Christ already this morning, who have experienced this spiritual restoration, be reminded that we need spiritual nourishment on a daily basis. Like we need this because as sheep, we tend to go astray and follow our own way. You see, the trials in this life and the weight of sin that we struggle with can drain us and push us away from God. But the Lord who never forsakes us can recharge us according to Psalm 23 too as we focus on him through the washing of his word and by fervently going to him in prayer and living together in biblical community with other brothers and sisters in Christ. See, we have to rest in the mercy and grace that is available to you and I daily 
as we look to the good shepherd as our helper and the sustainer of our faith. So those who follow the good shepherd will never lack the spiritual renewal and nourishment that he alone provides, which leads us to point number two. So the good shepherd not only meets our spiritual needs, but the good shepherd meets your directional needs. Verse three says, he renews my life. He leads me along the right path for his namesake. So notice how the Lord guides his sheep in the right path. Like a good shepherd knows when and where to guide his sheep home safely. So think about it this way, all right? Uh, just show of hands, has anyone seen the movie Secret Life of Pets? All right, it's like an animated movie. All right, so yeah, I, I immediately saw some kids shoot their hands up, some teenagers too, right? So Secret Life of Pets, I love that movie. It's hilarious, and, um, but I want you to think, think about this. So there's this scene in Secret Life of Pets too. all right? And uh, we got an image on the screen to remind you guys if you've seen the movie. There's a scene where <clears throat> there's a, a guard dog that's supposed to be caring for a flock of sheep, and he gets distracted and so this, uh, he's, he lost uh, track of one sheep that wandered away. So as uh, he's looking for this sheep, he notices that the sheep's not only away from the flock, but the sheep's also in danger, all right? So as you can see on this picture, the sheep is actually dangling on a very thin uh, tree uh, that's, over a, that's on a cliff, like just hanging over, like it's just middle of the air, all right? And as uh, the sheep is there, the sheep is smiling, the sheep is uh, chewing on some apples, and the tree, the, the branches begin to snap a little bit, right? And as they're snapping, that sheep is just like mindlessly just eating apples, and as the, the, the branches are snapping and it's going down, the sheep is just yelling, wee, as if it's fun, that he's like dropping little by little to potentially the point of his death, right? Uh, so not, not smart, right? So... Uh, so what the guard dog does is he sends one of the other guard dogs to run and go rescue that sheep by the glory of God. And because it's a G-rated movie, that sheep was rescued. <laughs> and while the dog, uh, and the dog, so the dog rescues this, you know, wandering sheep. And uh, so, but here's the point, right? Is that sheep can be foolish, all right? Sheep can be foolish and they're also defensive animals, yet they are so valuable to the shepherd. And as we as people can often behave in that same manner. However, the Lord as our shepherd leads us when we get on the wrong path due to our disobedience or our lack of faith. Whether it's giving into the desires of our flesh or losing faith in his provision or allowing the voices of our culture uh, to overpower God's word in our lives. Like regardless of what it might be, the Lord graciously corrects our course and brings us back on track with him. Just as a shepherd guides his lost sheep back to safety. Like he also leads us when we need wisdom in making normal decisions of life, big decisions in life. He graciously gives us direction when we are confronted by life situations where we need his direction and favor. So think about it this way, all right? Everybody in this room should be familiar with the modern day GPS, right? Or navigation app. Like a, the Lord guides us like a navigation app, like a good GPS system or navigation app will guide us to the right destination on the best path. And when you choose to get off that path, off, off course, it will correct you, right, and alarm and make noise and say redirect, redirect, and it gets annoying, right? But not saying God is annoying. But it leads us back on the right path, and that's what God does. When he sees us on the wrong path, he jumps in and leads us back on course, you see, God is the good shepherd who never grows weary 
of guiding his wandering sheep. He gives us wisdom when we have to make big decisions in life. He gives us, he leads us in living a godly life. He's the good shepherd that will never stop leading us with great care and compassion. Which brings us to point number three. So the good shepherd meets our spiritual needs, meets our directional needs, but the good shepherd also meets your emotional needs. So verse four says, even when I go through the darkest valley, I fear no danger, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So when you find yourself in a valley of deep darkness, the psalmist declares here that you do not have to fear. And why is that? Because the Lord is always with you and he promises to protect you. The word of God reminds us of this truth over 300 times in, throughout the scriptures. He repeats, uh, it's repeated, fear not, fear not, fear not. And why is that repeated? So that no matter what circumstance you face in your life, in your time of trouble, you can know that God is with you in the midst of it. Believing that when you draw near to God, when you call upon the name of the Lord, he will draw near to you and shine a light on your path and walk with you through the darkest of valleys. And David not only says that God will be with you, but he also expresses that the Lord comforts you in your affliction, like providing you the strength that you need to overcome your circumstances. Like the rod and the staff here were both tools that a shepherd used uh, to serve his sheep. So we got a picture here. Uh, so we got one on, um, <clears throat> we got the staff and we got the rod. And so we'll start with the rod. The rod is a symbol of the Lord's protection and strength. So it's a wooden stick that the shepherds would use to fight off predators that attempted to attack the sheep or even try to eat them. And so he would use this, uh, this stick, um, this, this, um, this rod uh, to strike the enemies and protect uh, the sheep and the flock. And then we got a staff. And the staff is a symbol of God's guidance and love. Uh, so the staff was a long stick with a hook on the, on the tip of it uh, used to guide the sheep. And a shepherd would use uh, this, uh, this, um, this staff to keep sheep away from danger and keep them close. So it's a symbol of God's desire to sustain you during your hardship and for you to feel his unconditional love and care as you remain close to him. So just as David was comforted by the protection and the presence of the Lord in his dark valley, like so too can you and I, can we in this room be strengthened and sustained by the Lord in the midst of our dark valleys. Like as an under-shepherd of this flock, meaning as one of the pastors here at NBC MoCo, I know that some of you are currently walking through what might be maybe the darkest valley of your life right now. Or even if it's not the darkest, it might just be a hard season in your life. And I'm aware of some of the deep struggles and suffering in this flock, whether it's grieving the loss of a loved one or fighting to keep your marriage alive, like struggling with feelings of deep loneliness, wrestling with the weight of anxiety and depression, like burdened by your financial situation, struggling to hope that God will rescue your wayward child from their rebellion, like the fear of facing that bully at school or even at work, or finding yourself in a deep pit of unrepentant sin and shame, feeling as if there's no way to climb out and experience the freedom and grace that God offers you in Christ. 
Brothers and sisters, we need to be reminded that the good shepherd is with us in the midst of our trials. Like whether you've been in the valley or you're currently in the valley or the valley of shadow of death will come your way. The promise is God is and will be with you. The promise is that God is strengthening you, that God is sustaining you, that God is comforting you through it all. And you don't have to fear what will come your way or how long your circumstance, circumstance will be for he is with you. Hebrews 13, 5 says, he will never leave you or forsake you. Like the good shepherd promises to meet your emotional needs. Which leads us to point number four. The good shepherd meets our spiritual needs. He meets our directional needs. He meets our <clears throat> emotional needs. And the good shepherd also meets your physical needs. All right, listen to verse five. It says, you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. So here in verse five, we see a shift in scenes. From the darkest valleys in verse four to now being in a banquet room with a host that provides a special hospitality for their guests. And David uses this imagery to express his feeling of rejoicing in the Lord's special provision in his life. And what's unique here is that God takes the time to provide this special feast, this banquet, right in front of David's enemies. Like in the presence of danger, the Lord faithfully provides for him and not only provides for him, but anoints him with oil, which symbolizes a welcoming into the Lord's home. So in the presence of danger and struggle, David was welcomed into the safe and loving home of the father who met his physical need. And just think for a second, throughout the course of your life, how has the Lord faithfully provided for you? How has the Lord faithfully provided for you? You see, the good shepherd that provides for your physical needs will never fail to meet them. Actually, in Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 1 through 6, we see at one point in the history of Israel uh, that the shepherds of Israel during that time absolutely failed to tend the flock that God had entrusted to them. They did not feed them when they were hungry. Chapter 34 describes they didn't strengthen them when they were weak. They didn't bandage them when they were hurt. They did not seek sheep that were lost. Rather, they ruled them with violence and cruelty, allowing them to scatter as a flock without a shepherd, with no one to seek them or no one to save them from their enemies who would devour them. But look what God does in response to this injustice. If you were to take some time to read the, the following verses from verse 11 through 16, God rebukes those shepherds of Israel, and he guarantees to be the true shepherd who would accomplish what they failed to do. And listen to some of the I will statements that God declares from verse 11 all the way through 29. He declares these things to be true of the good shepherd. He says this, verse 11, I will search for my flock. Verse 12, I will rescue them. Verse 13, I will bring them into their own land. I will shepherd them. I will tend them. I will feed them. I will give them rest. I will seek the lost and bring back the stray. I will bandage the injured. I will strengthen the weak. I will shepherd them with justice. 
I will judge their enemies. I will save my flock. I will give them a new shepherd. I will make them a covenant of peace. I will bless them and I will give them security and protect them from their enemies. Brothers and sisters, do you fall into any of those categories? And if so, be encouraged and comforted. The good shepherd is your faithful provider and will always meet your needs. And when you believe this, this is what happens for us. Verse 30 and 31 in Ezekiel 34, we have it on the screen. It says this, God says, Then, after all these I wills that he promises to fulfill and accomplish in the life of his flock, he says, then they will know that I, Yahweh, their God, am with them, and that they, the house of Israel, are my people. And this is the declaration of the Lord God. You are my flock, the human flock of my pasture, and I am your God. This is the declaration of the Lord. The true Shepherd never fails to meet your physical needs. And you may not receive everything you want at times, but he will most definitely provide you with everything that you need. Here's our last point, point number five. So the good shepherd meets your eternal needs. So Psalm 23 verse six says, "Only only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord for as long, as long as I live. So David realizes that the Lord's love and care would extend to him for all of his life, for all of eternity. And he concludes that he would dwell in the Lord's home forever experiencing the beauty and joy of complete communion with God. And who leads us into God's home for all of eternity? Like who makes that way for us? It's Jesus who is the true and legitimate shepherd. Like the shepherd described in Psalm 23 is ultimately Jesus Christ. And the prophecy declared in Ezekiel 34 of God coming to shepherd his people is fulfilled by Jesus. And in John chapter 10, 11, Jesus declares that he is the good shepherd. And according to this passage in John 10, Jesus is the good shepherd that loves and cares for his sheep, which includes you and I today. According to John 10, he, as his sheep, He receives us as a gift from the Father. He knows us personally. He lays down his life for you and I. He calls you by name and draws you to himself. He will never forsake you. And he adds in verse 28, he gives you eternal life and he seals it forever. Just as David described the faithful and strong shepherd in Psalm 23, Jesus is the good shepherd who seeks and saves and protects and lays down his life for his sheep and knows his sheep personally. And for the life of every person that trusts in Jesus and is led by the good shepherd, they are eternally blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places and with the opportunity to live in communion with God for all of eternity. And why is that so? Because Jesus is the good shepherd whose mission is to lead his sheep to the Father's house and never, ever forsake them. So as you head out of this room today, 
My question for you is this. Are these things true of you? Are you trusting in Jesus as the good shepherd over your life who meets your spiritual, directional, emotional, physical, and eternal needs? Like, is he the good shepherd you will continue to look to during the highs and lows of your life? Like, will you look to him for spiritual nourishment in order to grow in his likeness and in deeper love for him? Like, will you look to him for direction and leading your family to the Lord or making important decisions in your life? Like, will you look to him as your comfort and strength through the mental and emotional baggage that burdens you? Will you look to him as the supplier of everything that you physically need? from mortgage payments to homework assignments to daily food and clothing? Like, will you point those around you to the good shepherd with a sense of urgency for them to be forgiven of their sin and saved by Jesus and reconciled to their maker for all eternity? Like, I ask you today and challenge you, child, teenager, and adult in this room, so will you trust Jesus as your good shepherd? Like believing with 100% confidence that he is with you in the joyful times of life and he's also with you in the darkest valleys. Because you see, Jesus is the good shepherd who meets all your needs. And when we understand how God fulfills these things in Christ, we can lean on him and look to him as our good shepherd shepherd and if you're not trusting in him today my question for you is what is keeping you from doing so like maybe your next step today is to surrender your life to Jesus for the first time or perhaps if you're already a Christian maybe there's some pride in your heart that you need to confess to God and repent of so that you can trust in him alone today as the provider for all of your needs. And whatever it may be, the Lord desires for you to trust him alone as your good shepherd. So as David declared in Psalm 23:1, the Lord is your shepherd, you have all that you need. He is a faithful shepherd who never leads us, but is always there to protect, comfort, and sustain us both now and forever more. Bottom line, Jesus is the good shepherd who meets all your needs. Before we respond uh, to, in light of this word in prayer, I want to close with a story about my son Ezra, who uh, he was in the room at nine. He's not in here anymore, so I can embarrass him again. I'll tell you a story about Ezra and an encounter he had with a creek at one point in his life. So a few years ago, I was at a graduation party that was hosted outside in a backyard with a creek nearby. And at one point, my wife and I, while we're eating, we just hear a distant cry, all right? And immediately, and parents, you're, you're familiar with this kind of sixth sense, right, that I like to call that. You know the cry of your kid, all right? You can sense that figure over, I know this is kind of spooky for those who don't have kids, but you can sense that figure standing over you at 2 a.m. at your bed when they had a bad dream. You just wake up and you just know, right? And so my wife and I, we're, we're having food, and we just hear this distant cry, and I'm, we're like, that's Ezra's cry. 
And so immediately I go ahead into the direction of where I hear him crying, and he was hanging out with his buddies and um, rushed over, and I go over, and they're at the creek, and he's on the other side, on the opposite side of the creek, and he's frantically, like, frantically crying uh, because he couldn't cross back over to safety. And meanwhile, his little friends in the room, are, uh, his little friends at, at, by the creek are on the opposite side, and maybe it was one of their brilliant ideas to tell him to cross, I don't know, but their brilliant idea in the moment was to grab a bunch of little twigs and little sticks, and they were, like, throwing them in the water, like, that's where we're building a bridge, like, cross. They thought it was, like, Minecraft or Roblox. They're just, like, building, right? And they're thinking this is going to be the thing to get them to cross back to safety. It was, it was kind of cute, but at the same time, pretty funny afterwards. But as my son was in the presence of danger, like, immediately, I'm like, well, I'm not using that bridge. That's not going to work. So I got no choice. I got to step into that muddy water and cross. And listen, I think by now you guys have kind of seen that I, I am a sneakerhead, so I love to wear fresh sneakers a lot. So I'm rocking my Jordan 1s, like Laker edition, all right, retro, like super fresh, so clean. And in that moment, my son's in danger. So it's either I let him, you know, just sit there and cry and be like, hey, yo, get on the bridge, or I risk stepping into the muddiness of that creek and the wetness of the circumstance. So I didn't have time to think. I got into that creek, and I crossed it, and so I got to him. I picked him up, and um, also wearing a white T-shirt, so that doesn't help. And so pick him up. I carry him back to safety and put him on the ground. He's crying, and I hold him, comforting and hugging him. And I told my son in that moment, <clears throat> I said, Papi, whenever you find yourself in trouble, you can always call on my name and I'll be there for you. No matter the situation, good or bad, I'm your dad, and I'll always be here to help you and guide you. And as I think about that moment that I had with my son at the creek, as I was there for Ezra in his time of need, in the same sense, the Lord is our good shepherd. will always be there for us in our time of need, and will never fail. I made that promise to my son, and I know there's times where I'm going to break it because I have limits. I am not all-powerful and all-knowing and all-present like God is. But the Lord is all-powerful and all-knowing and all-present. And no matter what it is that we might need, he knows our voice. He hears our cry, and he delights in giving us direction and rescuing us, and comforting us, and promises to always be with us, fulfilling his role as the good shepherd in our lives. So I want to invite you right where you're at, child, teenager, adult in this room, to just go ahead and bow your head and close your eyes, and I want to give you a moment to respond in prayer to God. You know, in light of this truth we see in Psalm 23, I want to invite you to bring your needs today before the Good Shepherd. The Bible says that we can cast our cares upon the Lord and he will sustain us. Jesus says in Matthew 7 that if we ask, it will be given to us. If we seek, we will find. If we knock on his door, that he will open it. And Jesus also adds in Matthew 7 that the Father delights and giving good things to those who ask of him by faith. 
And so whatever your needs might be this morning, it might be spiritual, it might be directional, it might be emotional, it might be physical or eternal. I want to invite you to bring those needs before the Lord right now in this moment. I want to encourage you to take this next uh, minute or two to talk to the Lord, and then we'll respond together as a family of God with a prayer of uh, praise through song um, once you're done praying. So take a moment right where you're at to bring your needs before the Lord.